us. But joining me on the line now is Brendan Dale, financial blogger. Uh, um, you can also find out more about Brendan at his blog, takechargeofyourmoney.blog, always giving us some financial advice, how to manage debt, how to uh, make sure that your financial status is secured for now and for the future. Brendan, welcome to the weekend early, early breakfast. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Yourself? I'm pretty good, thank you. Good morning to you. Now, the, com- the conversation we're having this morning goes around this uh, this tweet you sent out earlier in the week. Uh, the tweet reads, so at dinner last night, someone said that the average car payment uh, is 4,000 rand and average insurance 1,000 rand and petrol at least 1,500 rand per month. So the average person is spending around 6,500 rand uh, on a car per month. And then uh, you went on to tweet that out and got some responses. What were the responses like um, regarding that tweet? Sheesh, it was actually quite overwhelming. It's probably been my most viral tweet. You know, it just went crazy. But most people were saying that that it's either right or that my figures were a bit low. Mm. Um, and shockingly, people are paying a lot of money for their cars. This is this is a fact, especially when you consider um, that the average used car, middle sort of middle of the range used car, um, goes for about between two hundred and fifty and three hundred thousand. That's used. Hmm. No, it, it's shocking, and and it's also just proportionally to to your salary. It, you know, I wish I had more more sort of stats and insider info to. Sort of like what kind of proportion of, of people's salary they're paying towards transport because it's yeah it's, it's a it's, it's a lot of money and a, a big expense and when I was talking to some people at work though they they weren't really interested in second-hand cars it was all about getting a new car and buying a new car every three years and keep having to upgrade your lifestyle people told me mm. uh, actually I think I sort of touched on a nerve with that tweet. But that's it's it's quite an interesting concept. Like you said, right there, a lot of people want to buy new cars, and then after three years, trade it in, and those cars then go onto the used car market. But unlike a house, a car is not an investment. A car is always going to be something that costs you money. It depreciates in values, and deep depreciates in value unless it's one of those classic cars, collectors' items. Those are on a different financial scale altogether. But generally, cars depreciate, and it's not an in, it's not an investment in terms of uh, a wealth gainer. So people, no, yeah. So people, you know, somehow they they've got no problem being in car debt for an extended period of time, even longer than than they'd be in debt uh, if they were to buy a house. Yeah, and it's, the the thing about you were mentioning cars depreciating, it's you know you might buy a nice car for say four hundred thousand now and you paying it off monthly but in a year or two's time when when you want to sell it you might actually still owe more money than what you can get for the car just mm. because of the the debts you've taken and the interest rate and the higher purchase you know, some people are, are pushing yeah higher person purchase balloon payment these things people are pushing it to the max so they can just afford it but when you sell it you're actually losing money and all the repayments you've made, you're not getting that money back. So it's, mm. it's kind of a perpetual, you just make this problem last longer and longer and longer. And the other thing that came up, if I'm not mistaken, in the tweet is regarding public transport systems and, you know, getting mm. around Cape Town. South Africa, um, you know, is, is not renowned for having the greatest transport uh, public transport system. Some improvements have been made. There's still a lot lacking uh, regarding our public transport system. But also, we live 
in I mean if you take uh, if you take um, Cape Town and Johannesburg as two of the major cities uh, in South Africa uh they're pretty big south africa cape town is pretty big people need to travel from the north to the to the city from the southern suburbs to the city in joburg you know people are driving all the time and public transport is not the most convenient way to get around i i agree with you public transport isn't very convenient but if if we had safe and secure public transport Mm -hmm. i think you'd see far more people using it because it's you know in if you look, for example, in the UK, around London, people are on the train for an hour or an hour and mm. a half getting to work. That, that is very inconvenient. But if, if it's reliable and it's going to be there, it's safe, you do it. And you take your book along or listen to music and you sort of, you can make a plan. You make a little bit of a routine out of it. But it's, yeah, it's, it's just so, so sketchy and unreliable. And I've taken taxis every now and then. I, I live in observatory, so mm. down main road every now and then have to catch something. And, and you know, it's all right to get where you get, but it's, you don't always feel that safe. A, a, a friend of mine and more and more friends of mine that are, have been living in town, um, Seapoint area, CBD, you know, they've have had cars. They have let go of their cars. They've sold their cars and they've worked out that taking public transport, be it the bus or an Uber, even just using an Uber when they're going out to places, has, has saved them an average of a thousand rand a month. Yes, that, that is. I've, I've also done the calculations for myself on that. And it, it, that's very specific on your own personal circumstances. Mm. So where you live, um, whether you have a family and whether you're taking kids to school, you know, kind of very much your situation. But yeah, some people find it way cheaper to actually just get rid of their car because it's your your car payments, the maintenance, the tires, the insurance, all those things. And if you if you just work out distance-wise to your office and and do a bit of calculations just regarding Ubers or public transport, yeah, some some people are definitely finding it worth it. And and even if you want to go on on holiday, you can just rent a car for a week mm. or whatever. And it, it's actually not that expensive. Is there is there any advice or some sort of uh, planning mechanism that uh, you could suggest for people like in the situation who are have got exorbitant uh, amounts paying on their car, like the amount of you know, six and a half thousand rand on their car or more, or they, or they see every month that the car is just a massive debt. I mean, is there uh, a best practice? Is there a solution? Yeah, <laughs> it's tricky if you're already in the situation, but you. I guess the starting point would be to assess the actual situation. So find out how much you still owe on the car, time-wise, how much find out how much the car is worth. Because it, it could be worthwhile to to just sell the car and downgrade if you are willing to make that sacrifice. Or it might actually not be worth it and you're kind of stuck in, and have it. But you you need to really focus hard on, on trying to pay the debt. And once that debt is paid, to not take more debt. So once the debt is paid, you need to actually drive your car for another five or even 10 years. Just drive it to the ground, literally, and save that money. And you'll, you'll find your next car, you could potentially even buy cash. You know, Some people find it incomprehensible that you could buy a car for cash, but if you drive your current car for 10, 15 years, you suddenly have a lot more money, provided you're saving it. For our listeners that have just tuned in, this is the Weekend Early Breakfast with myself, Mark Johnson. I'm chatting to Brendan Dale, um, the author and man behind the blog, Take Charge of Your Money. 
dot blog always giving advice financial advice how to manage your debt how to strategize to ensure financial security you can have a look at the blog for more information at the moment we're talking about the the, the expense that people have that we have every month uh, in owning a car not just the car payments but the insurance the fuel uh, the maintenance of the car one of one of our, one of my other friends I chat to him on a regular basis he changes his car um, depending on the situation like on an average in the in the past two years he's had two different cars and a motorbike and he's bought them all secondhand and just looked out for good prices and bargains good mileage looks after the cars and he's a he's a young guy he's uh he's, he's a little bit younger than i am and he, he does exactly what you said he buys the car cash maybe the first one he didn't buy cash but after it was paid off uh he went and looked for a good deal in another car and stayed, he just stayed in the second-hand market and is very happy with the purchase that he, that he makes and just makes sure that the car is serviced and runs properly without creating massive debt. Yes, now second-hand cars, I know there's a misconception out there that second-hand cars are dodgy and like everyone's trying to cheat you. It's, it's not really. I mean, obviously, you find some cars that, that have issues, but mm. financially-wise, a second-hand car just makes so much more sense. You the the price that you buy for the next month, you could sell it for that same price again. You know, whereas a, a brand new car, as you drive out the showroom floor, you're already losing value, ten fifteen percent of that value. So second-hand cars, you can definitely you can buy sell, you can you can do your thing, and and you won't be losing money on every transaction. Now there are definitely wiser ways to go about it. I don't, I'm not sure if 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 carpooling is still a thing in Cape Town where people um, get together like lift clubs at all. Uh, I mean there are various ways to manage your finances once you have a car. Uh, but like you also said earlier, depending on your situation, if you have a family, if you have kids, uh, that will also determine how mm. what you regard as priority expenses in your life. Yeah, and but on that also. It's- you you sometimes have priorities in your head, but that your actual bank account shows you different priorities. <laughs> so you might not think that transport's a priority, but you you might be spending half your salary on it, and and that's when you you have lots of financial stress and frustration because you're not living your life according to how you want to. It's just things are happening to you, and that's that's something to always try to realign. So how do we how do we reevaluate reevaluate that situation when it comes to financial prioritizing? It's it's a, it's good to to know what what it is you actually want, and and for that you need to sit down, set yourself out for coffee, and and kind of figure out in life what what's important to you. Do you want to travel, or is looking after your family important, or leaving a legacy? Kind of think about what you would like your financial priorities mm. to be, and then it's a matter of actually going and analyzing your expenses and seeing if they match up. And if they don't match up, then it's it's just time for some tough decisions and figuring out what what you can actually do. Brendan, on that note, thank you very much. Always appreciate you taking time out to chat to us and uh, unpacking financial situations, unpacking managing debt. Uh, Brendan Dale right there. Uh, like I said, take charge of your money.blog. Brendan, have a great weekend further. Great stuff. Thank you.